Hey, everybody, welcome to our ongoing uh, episodic story. It doesn't have a title, and I don't think it's going to get one, uh, just because I haven't found one. But I'll give you the premise. The premise is hidden within it. Uh, and it's it's a nice little dense little story to sleep to. Yeah, but somewhere out there, as Fivel once said, but this doesn't have anything to do with Fivel uh, or uh, who Fivel is. Uh, but somewhere out there, there's a theme park, and within that theme park uh, lives a young woman or a girl, uh, depending on how you want to describe her, or depending on the episode. Uh, tonight, she will be a girl, a girl, a age where you could say, "Well, that's a girl," uh, but you could say, "I don't know." But uh, and it's all you really know, you need to know to be lulling. It won't be, it won't be through, there will be very few thrills or chills, uh, cause it's, uh, well, I don't want to tell you any more than that, uh, uh, it's not cloaked in mystery, it's cloaked in a foggy imagination. And to transition us tonight, I wanted to go to Wikipedia's uh, article about the gold rush, uh, which is a discovery of gold, sometimes accompanied by other precious metals or rare earth minerals, that brings an onrush of miners seeking their fortune. Uh, major gold rushes took place in the 18th century in Australia, New Zealand, Brazil, Canada, South Africa, and the United States, and smaller gold rushes took place elsewhere. Uh, the wealth that resulted was distributed widely because of reduced migration costs and low barriers to entry. While gold mining itself was unprofitable for most uh, diggers and mine owners, uh, some made large fortunes, and the merchants and transportation facilities also made large profits. Uh, the, result, the resulting increase in the world's gold supply stimulated global trade and investment. Uh, historians have written extensively about uh, the gold rush and the relations to a lot of stuff. Uh, gold rushes were t- typically marked by a ge- general buoyant feeling of a free-for-all and in income mobility in which any single individual might become abundantly wealthy almost instantly is expressed in the California dream. Uh, gold rushes extend as far back as the Roman Empire, uh, where gold mining was described by Pliny the Elder. And probably back even further, the life cycle of the gold rush uh, usually starts with a transition uh, through progressively higher capital expenditures with larger organizations. And it may also progress from high unit value to low unit unit value minerals, uh, gold and silver to base metals. Uh, It typically begins with the discovery of a place or gold by an individual. Uh, and the gold may be washed from the sand or the gravel by individual miners with little training. Uh, once it's clear that the volume there's a volume of gold-bearing sediment uh, larger than a few cubic meters, uh, yeah, the miners go to work. Uh, the California Gold Rush of 1848-155 in the Sierra Nevada captured popular imagination and led to the a settlement of California by Americans and the rapid entry of the state into the Union in 1850. Also, it has stimulated a worldwide interest in prospecting for gold and new rushes in Australia, South Africa, Wales, and Scotland, and it also spread throughout the United States. Uh, so that's a little bit about gold rushes. 
which are typically uh, spurred on or symbolized at some point by flowing water, either in a stream or a sluice, uh, flowing uh, gently, gently, gently. I'd wondered how long it would take you to arrive uh, here uh, to see me. I wondered if I would be the last uh, attraction you would come in contact with. Uh, I knew I shouldn't be the first, uh, for you wouldn't have fully appreciated me. The complexity I had to offer. Turns out I wasn't the last, uh, but I was skeptical you would even understand the depth of what I could teach you. Uh, the full ex uh, range of experiences I had to offer uh, as you navigated my twists and my turns, my stories. You know, some of those other attractions look on me with a jealous eye, a jealous air. And I didn't even know if you bring bring that along with you that you would presuppose, but I presupposed anyway that you wouldn't understand. How observant were you? How observant could you be? Of course, it was an easy story for you uh, to observe, but would you understand what I wanted you to understand about negotiation, about give and take, about passivity? And uh, taking control about all or nothing or slumped shoulders. But as I observed you and heard about you, through the attraction grapevine, we'll call it, those attractions that uh, aspire to speak with me, you uh, didn't bring your own agenda, you developed your own agenda while you were here. A caretaker had preceded you and was able to do a lot of uh, uh, upkeep and uh, putting things back in order. Uh, they'd been doing some maintenance anyway, making sure my tracks uh, were lubed and working on my tronics and my turns, uh, uh, tightening bolts. Now, my lift mechanism... I wasn't sure why that wasn't fixed, whether it was too much work or not worth it, but I found it helped with my skepticism about you. Without a lift mechanism, would you be up to the task? Uh, could you make the mine cars move on your own? Did you have the energy? Did you have the strength? And did you have the intelligence to even realize it? And, of course, the caretaker checked all my water features. Most importantly, the pools of water, seemingly stagnant, uh, that the founder had seen so certain uh, to, to slow or stop uh, the motion of the cars, uh, the mine cars. Water breaks, uh, so brilliant, so original. Uh, to slow down the forward momentum of the vehicles. Uh, the water would need no repair, for it did its own work. Uh, just needed to be at the set level. And the caretaker ensured that. Uh, 
what foresight the founder had for that and uh, in helping develop uh, the depth of my story. Without no waters, there would be no breaks. I guess I could have more than one meaning here. I also wondered if you would ride the rush, as they say. That's what some of the children would say. Are you going to go ride the rush when we had guests? More guests than just you. And you're not really a guest at all. You've made yourself quite at home. But I didn't know if you had it in you to ride the rush. Would you watch the rush or ride the rush? Or neither? And you arrived and you sheltered yourself in the loading area for a time. Uh, setting up, it was a nice uh, spring. Uh, warm, so the open air. But the cover of the loading area sheltered you from the rain, but the breeze kept you cool at night. And you sat there for a time. I don't know if you were watching me or I was watching you. But then you set out on the track, uh, and I had a laugh because you headed off in the wrong direction. But it, I, I guess I couldn't be too judgmental because it, it did make sense. You headed right into town, a western town, which, you know, was just a false front, which you would know. I guess you didn't know that when you first set out, uh, and your hand would play another part in that, uh. And that was the first town you encountered, which I said, hmm, this will be interesting, observing her. And you looked at the schoolhouse uh, from the outside. And, uh, you know, the caretaker had some of the audio even working there, which was just sound effects uh, uh, that your location triggered. So when people were waiting in line, they could hear the children studying and you tried to rush in, but there was nowhere to rush to other than the front of the schoolhouse and the front of the clinic. The dentist with the big wooden uh, dental uh, a tooth, I guess they call it, uh, hanging from the front door as a sign. Uh, the saloon with its music. If you listened closely, you could even hear on the second floor of some of the buildings, you know, music lessons and. Parents talking to children. Hours and hours of audio, so the guests would always be surprised. Different discussions in the saloon. You could sit there and listen to Bernie uh, talk to Ray about the quality of the ingredients, or the quality of the piano playing, the hotel, the hardware and mining store. A peaceful uh, place for people to go and uh, celebrate how they believed uh, things would be. And you were curious, you know, you would listen and you also enjoyed the audio and your ability to trigger the audio. And you explored, even though they were false fronts, they did have supporting uh, structures. And you stayed there in the town for a time and made yourself a little cubby in the top of the schoolhouse. Uh, and I said, is she just going to stay in this town? Uh, and a part of me was a little disappointed, but it didn't take you long to venture beyond the town. 
along the track still. And at the back of the town was a gold processing and transfer station where they would transfer and process the gold from the mine. And there was a fake train station and even a train uh, parked there uh, where you could just get an idea. It wasn't really uh, because you were doing it in reverse. I said, what is this? Uh, you were seeing it in a, a context, almost a historical context, uh, but not my history. Watching and imagining them transferring the gold uh, from processing uh, the ore to the, the trains uh, that uh, soon you would discover Curly Sue was behind. And uh, maybe you even uh, understood it in a, a different way to the call of the conductor. Last train of gold out of Boomtown. It had a, a more of a meaning uh, than you knew. It wasn't about the park closing time. But then it was the big hill, a big rushing hill, the last uh, big hill of the ride with a couple uh, uh, swoops uh, and swoops or bumps or whatever you would call it, uh, where you'd say, oh, this makes sense. This is where the mine cars come rolling down. And the hill went steep into a dry canyon, high-walled, red rocks, uh, even a few uh, different animals looking down, a bird and a a ram, a sheep, and the steep walls of the canyon turning and the, the track turning so much so that you had to climb for a time. And then at the top of the canyon, a giant tunnel, uh, which you pondered before entering. And you looked at its large size, uh, how it tumbled and opened right into the ravine, all the way down the hill. And I wondered if you contemplated that it wasn't carved by the hands of woman and man, but by uh, the flow of the same water that carved the canyon below. Thousands and thousands of years the water carved and worked its way through the tunnel and into the canyon and down the hill. If the story, you know, was sticking to the story, you know, really it's just concrete. Uh, and then you ventured in to the tunnel. No water flowed there except for a trickle at the bottom, but the air was moist, uh, and it got your attention. Why was the air? Well, I guess the water was trickling at the bottom of the tunnel. And there in the tunnel you saw where different holes branched off, and these holes were carved by human hands. And the tracks uh, weaved in and out of uh, uh, the different uh, tunnel offshoots, uh, the mine. This actually was the mine branching off uh, from this water-carved tunnel. And even where the track uh, split and doubled back, uh, so that for a time the ride would go in reverse. It, none of this, they said, oh, she doesn't get any of this. Uh, but you chose the left track, uh, so you kind of missed some of the side uh, side portions of the ride. 
and you climbed up uh, to the top uh, where uh, the peak of the ride, where they was standing overlooking a valley, uh, which forced perspective made it look like it was miles and miles away, and you were so high up. It really was the, the, the top point of the ride. But there was Curly Sue in her mining garb with a model of the town that you had left below and a table in front of her. And she was pointing uh, to the valley where the town would be. And you could even see, wait, I didn't come from there, but it almost looks like I did, this forced perspective. You climbed in, climbed down into the valley uh, to see that it wasn't hundreds of feet away, but it seemed as if it was. That's called forced perspective, my dear. But you, you, I guess you forced yourself to get to the perspective. In Curly Sue was operational. You didn't. You realized you had to push down on a part of the track to activate her. Talking about her vision for the town, and pointing to a giant gold nugget that would make it possible. And there was other residents there smiling at Curly Sue's smiling face. Uh, and then you headed further along the track, uh, and you caught your first view of a dam. Again, using the perspective and also the actual height of the ride to make it even seem further away. Now, this one you had to do some uh, snooping, I guess, or investigating. For the dam stood there, uh, but the water was just a trickle. Until you headed back further along, I guess you had learned from the Curly Sioux uh, Tronic that you needed to uh, trigger the water flowing. It saved energy that way. Uh, but when you triggered the water, you saw how the rushing water was headed. Uh, and again, because of the perspective, you said, oh, that's the mine, uh, that's the tunnel. But then it would be diverted away by a rock and earth and dam rushing to the side of the tunnel where a few uh, miniature atronics uh, who looked like, you know, they were just far away miners were standing dry in the entrance to the tunnel. And you said, huh, if that was, uh, if the water was really rushing, uh, those miners, the dam's keeping them. And you followed further along the edge of the dam. And then the track turned to, so you'd look, that was off of the left side of the car. And then it used the right side of the car, another turn, so you could see uh, your first view of a steam bot. Which, because you t spent so much time at the park, you weren't totally shocked to, to see a part construction vehicle, part robot, uh, uh, a steam machine, once called a steam person by the inventor Flockmacher. Uh, but these uh, steam bots uh, were purchased uh, and employed. You would soon find out who they were in the employ of. Uh, but at first you jumped over to helping Curly Sue build this dam, uh, divert the water. And if, as you traveled a little bit further on, you saw, and again, you had to trigger this, uh, 
but the steambots uh, pushing uh, the top of a mountain uh, off into uh, the valley uh, to begin the mining process. A very uh, uh, fancy and interesting effect with uh, projection. I couldn't believe the miner got that working again, and real effects, and water and sound. And once it went through, cycled through twice, it never worked again, which you kind of seem disappointed at. But you got to just, uh, uh, these uh, steam bots had moved part of the valley and created uh, a new path for the water. And then you headed down uh, the the lift hill, the main lift hill. Now, you did miss, uh, I can't judge you right away, but I will, that you did miss another turn in the track, uh, but it was hidden. So you headed down the main lift hill where you saw Curly Sue talking to one Edward Panua, uh, the person uh, giving uh, the steam bots and, and seemed to be shaking hands and, and making a deal. Uh, the steam bots behind Panua and uh, Curly Sue uh, smiling and giving Panua uh, in one hand uh, a bag that said gold on it, uh, a big bag of gold. And even further behind Curly Sue, it was uh, dramatically enlarged, uh, but it was uh, two sets of contracts uh, and you studied them, and, and actually the uh, the creators, the, the engineers, had uh, put a lot of work into the language of the contracts uh, for immersive purposes uh, to create a superior attraction than I am. And the one contract was Curly Sue's first offer to Panua, which was a stake in the mine, and uh, described uh, a kind of partnership, but uh, Curly Sue had crossed it all out, uh, and Panua had put no. And then the contract uh, that was signed at the bottom by Edouard Panua and Curly Sue, witnessed by some town person, uh, Harold Hamburger was the name on that. It'd be funny for some reason. Uh, it, it described a payment of gold uh, uh, to Benua, uh instead of, you know, just straight gold or some, I think, I can't even remember the pounds. Uh, and uh, then uh, after that, lower down the uh, climb hill uh, was another tronic of Curly Sue. Uh, plan, planning out uh, the vision for the mine and figuring, huh, if I could just move the dirt. And there was another good effect. It was Curly Sue actually moving real dirt. Uh, it wasn't dirt, it was ground plastic. Uh, and actually inside of the plastic was uh, metal, so it was magnetized. That's how it majestically, if your ride ever got stuck... Uh, yeah, the dirt would majestically turn back flat uh, so that Curly Sue's character could then make it into a dam, which then would be remagnetized into the dam shape. I hate to tell you all this, but you figured it out anyway. And uh, seeing, oh, this just might work, uh, 
and then a scene of Curly Sue buying a claim and them pointing to the map uh, right in the middle of the river, the, the, the pointing to there, and everyone laughing at Curly Sue. And then uh, yet another Curly Sue, a lot of uh, main character in this ride, of course. Uh, uh, then at the beginnings of the ride, uh, the lift hill, where Curly Sue was walking through a town, uh, not like the town you had left, uh, more like a collection of tents, a camp, I guess. It wasn't a town. Spent so much time there, I call it a town. Uh, with children without shoes and people sneezing and Curly Sue cooking uh, and, and bringing food and sharing uh, with all the other miners. Uh, uh, just trying to, you know, get by. And that was where the... Uh, a ride started, and again, it reinforced, uh, they, they called it uh, Curly Sue's uh, Folly, was where they were pointed up the hill. And a beautiful thing in the, uh, that I guess you hadn't observed, but maybe it had implanted yourself, was inside the roof of the ride, uh, in the awnings, or whatever you'd call it, uh, the, under the roof was murals of the same story. Uh, that we had observed, just the first part, uh, Curly Sue being a part of the town, and the town or the camp uh, not being the best place to live, and Curly Sue helping out around there. And then Curly Sue buying a claim in the middle of a river, a rush, not just a river, a rushing uh, a canyon, and everyone laughing and saying, uh, Curly Sue, like you're not going to be able to mine there. What a, what a, we like you, Curly Sue, but you're a goof. And then, and I think it was interesting, you know, because it was a very, uh, not impressionistic drawing, but, uh, it's easy to ignore up there in the roof area, uh, done in a style that was, uh, Clear if you knew what you were looking at, or you say, well, that's just some sort of uh, Western montage. And then Curly Sue getting the idea for the mine and actually filling in some gaps of Curly Sue uh, pushing rocks and stuff uh, and, and that not working. And then, fly, again, more backstory, Flockmacher, the inventor of the steam bot, and Edward Panua at a... Uh, World's Fair, making a deal uh, for exclusive distribution of the steam person. And then eventually Curly Sue making a deal with Edouard Panua. And then the building of the mine. And all those things. But again, easily forgotten. But very well, the paint they used... Uh, uh, it was uh, quite a, you know, they had a sealant over it, so it's lasted some time. I'm, I'm a well-made attraction. And there in the load area, uh, you know, the, the, the caretaker had only restored two of the mine cars, not the usual full train. And you sat in the mine cars for a while, and you pondered, uh, and you tried to get the ride started, pressing buttons and wandering around and trying to find the uh, machine room and finding it and nothing going on. You could see the power running to the 
the tronics and the audio and things, uh, and the big water pumps, uh, which you kind of, kind of said, oh, what are these big water pumps? Because you hadn't seen everything. You thought you knew it all. Uh, but eventually, after some testing, you realize you would have to push the two mine cars up the lift hill. And because of the, you know, because it couldn't roll backwards with every click, you could relax. Uh, so you managed to do it. Uh, and I think it made you stronger, pushing the car up uh, a little bit at a time. And taking a few days and soaking in again the beginnings of the story. The camp and Curly Sue and Curly Sue's crazy idea. And in this part of the ride, sometimes the audio worked and sometimes it didn't. So you kind of got to, you said, okay. And you liked Curly Sue a little bit, uh, patting Curly Sue on the shoulders. And, uh, but, uh. Only a pat. You didn't hug Curly Sue. And Edward Penure, I think you, uh, I mean, it was a way, you know, even Edward Penure's face was constructed in a scowl that uh, kept you at guard. And I liked how you, even when you were pushing the cart up, you took time to kind of, uh, you lived in the camp uh, for a time. Those tents actually, obviously, if it's a tent on the outside, it's a tent on the inside. And uh, pretending you were Curly Sue and uh, trying to dress, taking some of the clothes off the, the children tronics and putting them on. You know, one thing I forgot to mention in the uh, the, the, the mural that wasn't there was Curly Sue's initial mining attempts, uh, uh, which kind of explained uh, Curly Sue's a little bit of gold uh, she had to sell uh, to, to give to trade uh, with uh, Edward Penua for the... Uh, Steam bots, and it was just a rental. I guess that's not apparent. Uh, but uh, Curly Sue's hard work, and Curly Sue, you know, trading her kindness and her support around town for tiny, tiny scraps of gold that she saved up. Uh, and finally, you got the car to the top, and you wondered before you pushed over the hill, you already had enough experience with attractions to know the car would start to roll. And so you scouted ahead, but you, and that's where you noticed the turn through the doors, uh, and that it was going in somewhere. And so you scouted it out ahead of time and saw that the car turned into the inventor's workshop, uh, and went through. And so you figured out you could close it. There was also doors on the other side of the inventor's workshop, uh, which you found some sandbags. He said, well, I'll slow this car down here if I don't want to keep going into the unknown. And that was a, the first part of the ride that was surprising to guess. Uh, it looked like the car was going to go one way, right to Curly Sue's uh, uh, vision for the town and the mine and all that, uh, but it really went left uh, into the workshop where Flockmarker uh, was with Edward Panua. And Panua was laughing at Curly Sue, and Flakmark was saying, This is never going to work. Uh, uh, but in you, the ride, the car itself would have to do, you know, dodge industrial equipment working on assembling the, uh, the steam bots and, you know, vats of things. It was a fun part of the ride, and it was in that dark, day-glow, night-ride style. 
uh, but it was mostly just a more underlying uh, Edward Panua, uh, which rhymes with Manua. And then you even noticed that when you got out to the rock slide pot, uh, that's where the car returned to, uh, that it was tilting. And that's why there was a ride switch. Uh, so you'd feel like you were tilting into the rock slide. And then again, tilting. Oh, no, there's uh, the Force Perspective, Great Canyon, oh, ride tilt again. And then a little down and then a little uphill. Uh, which gave the guests a little wee-wee-woo. Uh, but it would actually, your car got caught on the hill because it didn't have the little uh, drive it needed to just go up a few more clicks. So you had to push it up uh, again up the crest. And then the car ran back down towards Curly Sue's vision. Uh, and then you heard the sound of rushing water. And again, this is when you, the car started to go into the mine. So it did pick up uh, some pace here. Uh, but again, you hadn't explored all this. So it, it explored where Curly Sue again was telling the miners, don't worry, this uh, dam is strong. It's not going in the, you know, the miners objected. Well, what if the mine was to, or what if the dam wasn't to work out? Uh, this whole tunnel would be full of water. And Curly Sue saying, don't worry, this is like uh, an entire mountain was pushed to change the direction of the river. And then there's lots of gold effects. Uh, but you started to notice something again, because the ride was designed to go through this area twice, uh, that a lot of the uh, miners uh, had to steam out. You said, wait a second, there's something else here. But you also got to see, you would go around in a circle, uh, around a rushing, rushing waterfall, uh, which is very exciting, uh, even for you. And then you said, well, and I said, don't, do, don't use that for bathing. It's recycled water. And then a few more turns inside of the mine, which really wasn't, we weren't in the mine anymore, but there was Curly Sue's vault, uh, and Curly Sue loading gold into the vault and Edward Panua there arguing with Curly Sue. And this is where the story, you know, the gaps in the story you had had. Uh, Curly Sue saying, no, no, no. And Edward Panua pointing at the gold. And then it was a montage again. And then Curly Sue pointing at the contract uh, saying, basically, you had your chance, Edward Panua. And then again in another tunnel, Edward Panua uh, pointing at the town. Again, again, this was beautiful. It was through a hole in the mine. And there was a moon over, uh, for, again, a distant model of the town, which looked real, with twinkling lights. Uh, and that was just in the background. The depth of the detail was in my attraction again. Uh, but Curly Sue was uh, telling the miners, or no, uh, Edward Panua, I'm getting carried away, was telling the miners, hey, we're getting ripped off by Curly Sue. Just a schoolhouse. Curly Sue's making off with the gold. Why don't you do that? And then the townsfield saying, well, it's not a bad deal, you know. A children, a child showing off her fancy nice teeth, uh, 
in that. And then Edward Penua just getting frustrated in the town saying, well, maybe we would. And then the townspeople arguing with Curly Sue. And I loved, uh, you know, another thing I love about myself, my ride is that uh, none of this was expected and you missed it all. And again, the ride went deeper because the townspeople uh, hassling Curly Sue is only a distraction. And on your next turn, and this all took place in a ride building, you know. I mean, you know now, but uh, it looked just like the inside of a mine. And you did like living there for a time. Uh, before, because uh, uh, you stopped the ride, uh, you stopped the ride so often, and then you'd have to push it back. And I said, she is going to be a very strong young woman. I never thought she'd continue to stop the ride. I thought you would just ride through it just once uh, at first to see it. Uh, and, of course, I assumed you'd, you were stopping it because uh, you didn't want to ride the rush. But you seem to be getting at the bottom of what the rush really was. And so you would restart it and take your time, your sweet time, I guess. Uh, but you saw how the, the, the distraction of the town versus Curly Sue, the townspeople, allowed Edouard Penua uh, to do, I guess, the unthinkable, which was uh, to send the steambots uh, to the dam. And again, one of my premier uh, uh, set pieces, I think they call them, of uh, of design. And again, a nice full moon night scene of the town at the uh, an opening in the mine that looked out over the valley and the dam, and the townspeople uh, discuss. And this was two D. Yeah, but 2D moving pieces uh, were thematically going along with the style of my attraction. Everyone arguing with Curly Sue, but then in the backdrop, uh, Edouard Penure and the Steambots uh, moving uh, the base of the mine and the top of the mine at the same time, and Penure laughing and... Uh, and then Curly Sue's turning and saying, oh, no, no, uh, everyone in the minecarts. Uh, and he said, oh, wait, the perspective of the ride has changed. I am a townsperson. Uh, and then water spraying through holes, more of a gimmick to spray you in the face of the hair. And then the ride twisted and turned till the dramatic exit uh, Back where you had climbed up, but now is much different, for you heard sound effects and real water sound effects uh, rumbling. And then you, you did see, Cur or, uh, not Curly Sue, but Edward Penure and the Steambots uh, twisted to the left and them getting caught uh, in the water. And then people jumping in a minecart. So you said, well, am I, is this a mirror image? or So some confusing things. And then the dramatic portion of the ride, the big hills and turns, but not just hills and turns, with water swooshing first ahead of the minecart, and somehow you say, I just missed that water. And then another turn and the water rushing behind you. And then another turn and into the canyon and the big tunnel, and the water actually chugging behind your car. And people in, in my heyday 
could not believe this, and they even said, how is this, you know, a good idea? And the engineers explained it all. Uh, but, you know, just a swift uh, run down the hill to stay just ahead and Curly Sue, you know, you'd see reflection. I, I liked also the shadow effects uh, towards the end of the ride where you would look at the shadow of your car, what you thought was the shadow of the car you were in. It really was a projection of Curly Sue and the townspeople in a mine car getting away. And then racing down the water, uh, bursting, you know, thundering, and you just heading in, in, and then the whole town getting flooded, the water flooding out all the second and first story windows and doors. Again, looking like it was going to just a special effect, though. As you broke in the water, the water would slow down the ride. But it was also an oh-no moment because as it slowed down the ride, you thought you were going to get swooshed by water coming out of the town's windows. Uh, But really, the water, it was just a sound effect. So, I mean, a look effect. The water was really rushing. But it wasn't ever, you know, a little mist on the face, and that was it. And then if you really listened, you you know, you had to pay attention for the final part. But there's the people of the town. Uh, most people were too busy cheering to hear the people of the town say, Well, Curly Sue, can't you rebuild the town? There's no worry. And Curly Sue saying, Last gold headed out, uh, and the last train out of town. It was the last payment due. Uh, to build the town, my mind's tapped uh, out. But you heard it, and you heard it clearly, because there was no other guests there, no cheering. And I saw your face go across. And then you rode the ride over and over again, as so many guests did. You didn't have to wait in line. You did have to push the car up the hill, so, uh, which probably took longer than waiting in line, but maybe less frustrating and made you much stronger. But you wrote it again and again with this cross look on your face, and then you got out of the car too one time. You stormed through the ride, pointing at Curly Sue and scolding Curly Sue every time you encountered her. And Edward Benua, uh you did more than just uh, scold. You crossed your arms and... Uh, uh, raised your voice, uh, but that wasn't enough for you. Uh, then you went into the room and you shut off all the water. You turned off all the water pumps and you drained the water out of the park. Even my water breaks, you drained away. Uh, I said, what is she about? Uh, and you know, part of me at that time said, how dare she change my ride? My perfect story. But you still didn't, that furrowed brow between your eyes, it didn't relent. And then you filled the mine car up uh, again and again with the Tronics, which were quite heavy and bolted to the floor. And you ripped all my Tronics out uh, uh, with a frustration that drove you week after week. And you would ride. Uh, them down to the town where the backup brakes would stop the cart. You wouldn't even be in the cart. You would hop out. You had a little way to jump out. Uh, 
Uh, and then all the Tronics would get ejected from the car, and you would put them in the town. And once you had all the townspeople and all the versions of Curly Sue and Edward Panua there, you started to design. I said, what is she about? She's building out the fake buildings. And you added a table. You took tables and chairs and even a few bathtubs from other attractions. And you put the people in the bathtubs and under the tables. Uh, and you scolded them as well. Uh, for not, I guess, for, for, for putting up with both Curly Sue and Edward Panua. And you said, one day, you know, I'm going to wash you all away. I've had enough. Uh, and I said, for someone without, uh, I said, she, she's never had an authority figure in her life, but she's quite stern with these, uh, these townspeople in particular. He said, what are you thinking? Even though you put them in the tub and put a door even above the tub, you said, what are you uh, hiding your tub? And I, I guess I looked at you at first with, you know, dismay, but I learned uh, to have some pride. Because uh, I guess I had been fed up for so long. Uh, for Curly Sue for being soft and Edward Panua for being crafty. The townspeople for falling and swaying back and forth for not appreciating the town and Curly Sue. Again, with Curly Sue not uh, uh, seeing Edouard Panua for what Edouard Panua was. Uh, as an attraction, I guess I felt the most for the steam people because I said, well, they were just steam people doing, you know, just doing construction. And now, you know, technically, if the ride was re if the whole, if my whole story was real, they'd be rusted uh, and gone away. Uh, but that was it for you. You uh, seemed very pleased. You sw swept your hands like you cleaned them. And you moved back in. You didn't alter the uh, murals. And actually, you slept with the murals again uh, under my awning, under my roof, uh, uh, you know, until the weather changed. Through the summer, you've been, you were here for so long into the fall. And, uh, I guess part of me, uh, before you arrived, would have been stern with you. But I do understand it now, and I understand that you let me say, I've had enough with all of you, and you're negotiating. And, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, Curly Sue, just, uh, don't, you can't be super nice, and Edward Panua, uh, just get it to you. Uh, was with these townspeople running around. So thank you. Thank you. And I'm glad you sleep uh, still when it's warm with me in the loading area, resting under my wooden roof, open air, the breeze carrying you through as you rest at night, gently listening to the sounds of the evening good night.